Welcome to the Jungle Brothers Podcast. It's your host, Joey, and today I'm joined by Paulie. We're having a nice little catch-up here at the end of the year, talking about the evolution of the jiu-jitsu program here at Jungle Botany, talking about the newly opened Jungle 5 Dock, our first true ally gym, and then a couple of updates with the Jungle Alliance and the new identity of our Swiss army knife of gym management tools. I hope you guys enjoy it. This is the last episode for the year. We appreciate you guys having been a part of the show for the last year. Um, it's been mad. It's been a bit up and down on my end as the as the host of it. And that's really because the the nature of how we do the show has evolved a little bit. And I'm still kind of settling on how I want that to be. But what I am really excited about is the thing that we have has been consistently sort of building and we have a, a really nice consistent listener base. Um, I, I want to start to share the show on more platforms. So I want to start to put some video with it i want to start to get some highlights up onto social media and just get the word out there more so anyways that's just giving you uh, you an idea of what is coming uh wish you all the best on the holidays hope you enjoyed today's episode see you in there and uh you need to kind of start fresh and I did that shave, that fundraiser. Why do you got to start fresh? It's just easier to start fresh. So it just comes out even. You can shape it as you go yep. if needed. Yeah. Was the last time you had an afro back when we were like early 20s? Yeah, I can't even remember. Those photos of you and I at the Riverview Hotel, you and Tash on the balcony. Yeah. Was it Moses' wedding? Man, it, it's probably the afro that I grew before my dreads. Yeah. Which is pretty much that time. It was like, I was 21. Yeah. And that afro got pulled into little one inch t- <laughs> dreads it was like really long might have been eight inches from the scalp combed out and then it was just like and it was small right. yeah that was probably the last time pineapple to begin with yeah a long time ago damn how do you feel about the dreads looking back um yeah it's fucking mad i thought i'd do that again maybe i'll see grow this out and i, I could twist the top and, and have short sides That'd be sick. Yeah, that that's the the backup plan. Twists are different to dreads. I oh, dreads. Or are you saying just like a small tight dread? I think, and I don't really know much about it, but there's different different fucking twists. Yeah, techniques it can use that have a slightly different effect. And Betty rocks a twist, doesn't like she, she has, has a twist. T- yeah, yeah which twists. is like kind of like a like a simplified plait. Almost. Yeah, yeah. It's just a twist. I don't know how she does it, um, but she fucking does it like. I think she does it twice a week, maybe, I want to say. Wow. Yeah, she'll wash her hair, and then she'll sit there, and she's got those dexterous little... Spider fingers? Spider fingers. <laughs> exactly, and they're just going... One, yeah. two. It's like those little spidery things in the Matrix that pick up the eggs. Exactly. The human embryos. That's right. And, <laughs> and she'll get that done in, I don't know, one 45-minute sitting or something, which is, yeah, it's just what she does. You know, she's done it for years. Interesting, uh, probably a nice little piece of me time in that. You know, it's like a self-care ritual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if one could see it as such. Yes. You know, but it's like, like imagine that if you, it's kind of like, I don't know, you could, you could do this as a guy, you could do the same thing with shaving, but I don't. I'm like hustling a shave while I'm in the shower. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, fuck, yeah, got to yeah. get this, got to go quick, let's have a quick shave. But if you're actually yes. like, I need to do this thing regularly, let's, let's make a little ritual out of it and actually enjoy it. Take yeah, the time, put yeah. some music. Yeah, well, I think fucking there's probably, if you think about it, uh, deep history of like a lot of cultures that you know hair is a huge part of it 
Yeah. You know, the hairstyles. Fijians are like that. Like there is, I think it's the Buininga, the, the Afro. It's kind of tapered in in the sides here. That's the one that my mum loves. She yeah. always loved me with the Afro and that's when she loves me the most. She hated the dreads. <laughs> just walking in the house, it was just disappointment on her face for nine years, eight years. It's that <laughs> Fiji, I only know that from hanging out with your family, that the, the woman's Afro yep. that you described, I know, like I'll see a woman and I'll be like, she's Fijian. Yeah. What is it? They tape, it's a bit shorter on the sides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It kind of goes like that and that. Yep. And then the men's one, and I, f- I really don't know that much about the, the history of it, but I'd love to, f- to learn more about it. Um, but I've seen in a lot of old um, photos, they used to kind of like cut in the front. So it was almost like a separate facet there. And then here, and the rest was like, boom. So it was almost kind of like a helmet. Oh, so you would like have like a little bit of a kind of scoop in? Yeah, no, it, they would flatten that. So it was a flat facet Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. And then also it would block <laughs> around here. A bit like cutting a piece of foam. Bro. The hut and I was like... That's a fucking coffee table book photo no, series of you. Actually, that is, that is the conversation that I had with my mum. So she, we spoke about hair and we had this idea to make a photo series. And that's when I was like balls deep in photography. I was like, okay, mum, you're the one that's telling me all this and you really love your hair and the women's hair and you're telling me these old stories. Why don't we like get together and make a book on it? And that is like still a conversation that I've had with us. Like, let's, let's make that book, mum. Yeah, I I need to learn portrait photography though. I I would love to do it in a certain way. Had some ideas on it. Right, you're good enough now. Yeah. yeah, we could totally do it. Take the trip with your mum, road trip, Fiji. Basically. How sick would that be? It'd be so good. One of these days. I know, right? Yeah. I still have my dreams of doing the um, barbershop coffee table book. Every that. time I drive past this little Greek barber on um, Botany Road up here in Mascot, mm. and he's open at like fucking 5.30, and there's like an old Greek guy in there with him, and they're smoking cigarettes, cutting. I'm like, he's not going to be there for long. Yep. Yeah, I'm like, got it. You got it. Like, you want to capture these images while those people are around. Totally, totally. The guy, I don't know if he's still there down at Banks Meadow. That he's there. Is he I still saw there? Him. Yeah, I went there what three or four weeks ago. I had not for the barber, okay. but for the old Deluca. Yeah, there's a new place there, and um, it's I think it's Turkish based, and it's really good. Oh yeah, we sh- we should actually go down there. Okay, yeah, it's it's a cool little place. But anyway, he's next door, and he's still there. He's mad. He's got the packet of cigarettes. Like, he's smoking in the shop when no one's there. Is he? Yeah. You walk in there and, like, there's an ashtray and it smells a little bit. I never dared to cut there, but you, you used to. Yeah, I think I regretted it. <laughs> Looked like every other bloke in Botany. Or every other bloke at the Sir Joseph Banks Hotel. <laughs> Too funny. Um, talk to me about what's going on at the gym. We'll come to the end of the year. This is uh, where we're now. It's Friday, so Christmas Eve tomorrow. Christmas after that. A lot of shit wrapping up, big jits program stuff. What's what's doing? Uh yeah, yeah. This this week, um, it's a quieter week in the gym. Um, right now we're two days out from Christmas. Tomorrow's Christmas Eve, so a lot of people's kind of started going away already. So some of the classes, yeah, thinning out a little bit. Um, and there was a lot of big energy kind of last week. Um, we had, as you said, the uh, an announcement with our jujitsu program here at Botany. Um, and basically we're, we're joining forces with formerly known Alliance Gym 
um, now called Vantage Jiu-Jitsu over in Rose Bay, headed by the one and only Adam Charles, Joey's coach and... My coach, the man the, who gave me my black belt. Correct. And, uh, well, he's... You, you still train there. And because of that relationship, we've grown a relationship I have with him and his students with our students. Um, so we just thought, hell, we should actually make this official sometime because there's only... Um, benefits that we could see with making a more official relationship between the two places. Um, so yeah, we went ahead and did that. We uh, we sat down, we worked out some some basic uh, kind of um, not parameters, but just some agreement of like what this is. Um, and we thought, okay, let's do it. We had a grading day on the weekend, and it was fitting that we would make that announcement to our jujitsu students and to the gym on the Saturday. Yep, and it went down really well. Adam came down. Um, it was full. A few people were getting their, their, their belts, coloured belts, and it was a mad day. Yeah, so uh, it's really big for us, I think, because, it, it like I said, it, it grows the team, even though they're – what? how long is the drive over there from here? It's about 25 minutes? 30. 30 minutes. Um, yeah, they're over there, but we're over here. It, it just grows the sense of the community. And yeah. actually, there's many opportunities for people from there to come here and us to go there. Um, but over the o- overarching is the fact that um, our coaches will have this community growing between Adam and his coaches, and we'll be able to learn from him and his coaching frameworks. And also, our guys will be able to basically give back to them. Um, and the team can work interchangeably. There's other benefits where, you know, we can have coaches here go there and ads will come here and do some seminars and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, it's really exciting. I'm, I'm stoked to see, like, what else comes of it in the new year. Yeah, and that was, um, I guess, that was kind of born from, sort of born from JT. Well, actually, it was completely born from JT, but I think about, like, like he introduced Adam and I initially. Mm. You know, he brought Adam here and was like, I want you to meet Joe because... Because he was he would coach ads in strength, and then he's like, "When I'm not around, you should train with Joe." And so he started training with me, and then I started training jits with him, and that's how that our relationship started. But then I, I think it was JT who was like, who was the former head of the jiu-jitsu program, correct? Right, last couple of years, uh, who started telling the guys, "Hey, you should like get some cross training in, like train with some new people. It's good for your jiu-jitsu. Go over to Alliance." And he was coaching there once a week. So all of a sudden, yeah, JB's people started to go there. And, and then it was the competition thing where we couldn't register under our gym because we weren't, like, we're not officially recognized. Mm-hmm. So Ads was like, oh, just use my gym. So then our competitors were registering under Alliance, which yep. is their old name. So, yeah, it was almost like we're almost in bed together at that point. So really this is just sort of officializing the partnership that was already sort of there. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I forget how that connection happened with JT, but because that storyline is goes way, way back. Yeah, but we, between him and JT and them kind of coming up together and living in Brazil at a time together, but just that how you got to know Adam because it's been so many years under the bridge. I just kind of forgotten how that happens. But yeah, um, was that when JT moved up here or before that? Before when he was visiting? Yeah, it had to be. Yeah, it had to have been. Okay, yeah, he, came, cool. he came to Sydney on a Jugo tour or something. <laughs> and we, he came and trained here that night. Ads came and trained first time I met him. And uh, we played Jugo after I remember that. 
I was like, who's this tall fucking skinny guy? I'm going to smash him. And then he bashed me. <laughs> I was like, oh, he's actually pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> and he's always said to me, he's like, yeah, when I rolled you that first night, I was like, ah, he's a strong athletic guy, but his jujitsu is not very good. <laughs> like, ah, thanks, man. Great. Um, yeah. But yeah, that was, that was the beginning of it. So yeah, it was really, it's fucking great how it's worked out. Yeah. I should mention um, JT did a lot for the program, man. Like when he moved up here and took took over uh, the head of it. Um, he's done an amazing job just bringing a lot of energy to it because he's fucking so passionate about jiu-jitsu. It doesn't matter whether you're paying or not. He's got friends coming in. He's just trying to put, you know, black belts together, come and meet on the on the mats, coaches in the gym, like a lot of the coaches who coach downstairs that don't do jiu-jitsu. He's like trying to make it available to put it in there. He just wants everyone to do jiu-jitsu, that guy, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's, he's a real ambassador. Yeah, he is. So, um, look, he's moving on to, to other things. He's doing stuff. He's still around in the gym. Um, but Nate, who has been right there leading the tribe and the jiu-jitsu team and coaching them, he's taking over officially as the, the head from now on. Um, Adam will be kind of the remote head over... We've got a, yeah, we've got a name, a name for Ads's role. You know, that's what I want to sit down with you before we meet with him in January, which is some of the comms. Like, I, I want to... Call wanna, this motherfucker. Yeah, what do we call it? Because that ends up being pretty crucial sometimes. It's like, what is it? Is it an alliance? And What do we call him? We should call him, like, Helio Childs or something. You put a photo of him <laughs> at, the, at the end of the mats. Actually, it makes me think, um, you know, like, a lot of jiu-jitsu gyms have the classic photo of Elio... Yeah, who's the you know the creator largely or the sort of the godfather of Brazilian Jiu Jitsu for those who, who aren't aware. Yeah, um, but there's most Jiu Jitsu academies are a lot, particularly the Gracie branded gyms will have a picture of Elio. Yeah, at the you know in the center, and you often bow to it or whatever. Um, Joel at Gracie Balmain just got his one redone. <laughs> He's, he's got oh. a designer. It was he got it redone, like sort of cartoonized. Oh, okay. Like or not cartoonized in a like it's just kind of a, it's more of a graphic image. Yep. But it's been like hinted with like Balmain colors, like uh, Balmain okay. tigers okay. and shit. Okay. It okay. looks great. Yeah, something like that would be, you know, that's respectful. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Know? Yeah, I actually think we like, should have the photos of. Yeah, we should have JT. Well, yeah, but not even necessarily a lineage from just the a point. Homage. Exactly, because the lineage is always like, well, who gave that person their black belt? Yep. Whereas for us, it hasn't been that. Like Adam gave me my black belt, but I'm I'm no longer part of the coaching of the jiu-jitsu here. Mm. JT and Adam are counterparts. They've never graded together or anything like that. Mm. But almost just like who have been the key players in the story of the jiu-jitsu program here. Yeah. Yep. You know, and there was, um, we had Dave Brooksbank, we had myself, yes. we had Paul Smeebert. Yes. You know, yep. we had JT. Now it's, it's Ads and Azza. And yep. Nate, yep. yeah, something like that could be kind of fun. Yeah, hell yeah. Key yep. players, bit of a, you know, it's our way of doing shit, right? Like it's a little bit against there, what would typically be done in a jiu-jitsu gym. There's, there's perfect space for it as well, either at the top of the stairs on that wall or along the stairs. Yes. You know? On your way up. Yeah, and then all of that and then I'm at the, I'm at the top. Yes, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Yours just floats. You can slot it in wherever it wants to be. <laughs> that's right, that's right. <laughs> Put it over Nate's. <laughs> yeah, bro. JT brought a lot to it. He, um, I am always blown away at how generous that guy is with his time. It's ridiculous. He, if you know, you just see him, he'll be like hanging out with a coach, doing PT private with him for jits, going through stuff, and you're like, I don't think anyone's paying for that. It's just like, yeah, yeah. Oh, you want to learn some shit? 
let's get together and I'll take you through it. Yeah. He really is like, he is passionate and generous in that Does way. that with members too, you know? And he's, yeah, I mean, he's a real, yeah, he's just one of those guys who's destined to be a coach because he really loves sharing information. And he can pick out that person who's not getting, not being seen. I've seen him do it with members and just basically make them feel seen and just fucking give them time. He's, yeah, he's unreal like that. Uh, Nate's the same too, you know, and these guys, they spend the weekends coaching people, you know, and at competitions, I should say, where it's like whatever, yeah. fucking eight-hour days um, on the weekend. I don't know. He's got a family and stuff too, and it, they put a lot of work into it. But, um, you know, it's where that, that work crosses with passion, so they do love it, but it is hard. It's hard. Yeah, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of charity being a yep. jiu-jitsu coach for sure. Yep. Stuff that we're probably not as familiar with in the fitness realm. Yeah. I mean, fuck, I know coaches that have been coaching for years that still don't get paid because they're like, oh, no, like my coach asked me, yes. professor asked me, and you're like, I mean, that's cool, but that's your time and you've yeah. got a family and all that shit. Uh, you yep. know, it's fine that people want to do that. But, yeah, it's definitely like, well, it's a martial art, isn't it? It's somehow a bit, uh, it's sort of still in antiquity in some ways. I think there's space for that too somehow, but it is hard to – it's hard because it exists in a grey area. Um, but, you know, that's, that's all part of it. Yeah, it's one of the beautiful things about it, but, it, but that can also lend itself to abuse if it's not yeah, properly yeah, respected, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, so there's that jiu-jitsu thing. That was, that's really cool. Excited about that. Otherwise, I think – was it last week we went to a coach's lunch? We had coach's lunch last week? We did. We did. That was quite cool. La Macelleria. Is that how you say it? I think so. Two C's. Uh, uh, maybe one of our Italian listeners could call in and correct me on that. Went over to Enmore there. But um, yeah, all coaches, you were there. There might have been 13 or 14 of us. Big fucking table, man. It was a big crew. A lot of meat and meat sweats. Yep. It was, it was a really good meal. Just a good time. Set of our meetings. Crewed up. Just mobbed it on out there. It was mad. Ice cream afterwards. Oh. Iconic imagery, everyone's sitting around eating ice cream. Oh. Yeah, it's lovely. It's funny, those things, you're always like, oh, why don't we do this more often? But it's hard to get 13 people together who are busy working in the same business because usually when someone's not in the business, someone else is to keep yep. it moving along. Yep. I think that was the first time the gym, had, the gym was closed for a few hours. Yeah. Yeah that's, yeah, that's a rarity. Yeah, it's been a long while since we've done that. How's, um, how are you feeling about the, like, reflecting in the last sort of 6, 12 months – about the whole coach's development piece here at the gym? Yeah, um, truthfully, I've been reflecting over the last few days quite a lot about it. I haven't really come up with <laughs> that many solutions yet, but it's that time of year where you, you look back at it. We had a few conversations in our meetings yesterday, which um, we not everyone's here because some people are on holidays. We centred it around programming for the year. And, yeah, look, there's always room for improvement. Um, coaches development the gym really exploded with a lot of coaches this year um, and I guess you could talk about there was some factors to do with just how we broke up management and that shifted going on a year and a half almost I think it's two years into yeah a year and a half or more um, you know that changed how we ran things here and then we had the COVID. So it, it really was a funny year where the team grew and there were some growing pains that went with that. I think we did a good job, but we can just do a better job next year. And we were excited for that. Like Dylan, 
as always, he's a fucking he's hungry. Like we're 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 already looking at ways that we can redo it next year. He's always hungry. Dylan Goggins. Dylan Coggins, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out here because you ain't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, so, so yeah, it was really cool. Like, God, we, we got some really, a really great team and, and they've repeated that to us at different times. They've, they've come and, and said, you know, when, we, when we're training downstairs or just in passing, like, fuck, we've got a good team now. We've got good characters. You know, that's what a couple of them said. Yeah, we've got like a good variety of characters and people with different strengths and stuff like that so that's really strong at the moment the bond is strong um so yeah i think that as a base just means that you know anything's possible in the new year um dylan yeah we're also looking at ways of restructuring how we help them like from the top um so yeah nothing's nothing's concrete at the moment but you know it's always it's always tricky having that many personalities and that many kind of personal training businesses happening at the same time. Um, but, you know, we're going to take some time in January to to try and forget how we're doing it right now and reimagine it a little bit. Um, shifting some of the roles, naturally moving towards uh, Dylan and myself doing different things. Um, but, yeah, that's that's kind of yet to come. How do you say it? Sure. Oh man, it looks great from where I'm standing. Mm. Yeah, it looks fucking awesome. I mean, I was just uh, chatting with a guy this morning who works in another gym, comes and does some coaching with me, and he was sort of talking about how, you know, he wishes they had something like that going on where he's at, mm. and how it's like, fuck, I see the system you've got for your coaches and how it develops them, and mm. I was like, yeah, it really does. Like, uh, there really is a lot of effort. Can made consistently towards making the coaches here better mm. and I just think that it's kind of like when a mem- like a person comes in to want to know about the gym and what you're trying to tell them is like look if you join this gym like I will feel more passionate about you achieving your goals than you will like I can make that assurance to you mm. I'm more committed than you are and it's the same with the coaches program mm. coaches, it's mm. like if you're here, like, like, and this is when I say, oh, I'm talking about you and Dylan, it's like, mm. we'll give you everything we can to make sure you're successful. Yep. That's absolutely all you can, like, that is the maximum you can do, right? And then the rest is on them. And, not, yep. and it doesn't work for everybody. Yep. That's fine, just in the way that the gym doesn't necessarily work for every, you know, member. But, um, yeah, I think that's so cool because you, you, you know, see it, step into other gyms and they don't, there is no... There is no mentorship. It's just like, hey, you work in the gym now and you coach these classes and you can do a few PTs. And it's sort of like that's that's fine if that's the model. But I, I can't help but think that for anyone that's getting into coaching, they want to grow their own thing. Like they want to develop as a person. It's very rare that you get someone's like, hey, I just want to coach three mornings a week and do yeah. a handful of PTs and I never want to do anything else. Mm-hmm. You know, so then it's like, well, all right, well, if you want to do something else and let's help you do that thing, you know, I, I think it's great. Yeah. I, and I think that I sometimes worry that some of the coaches don't quite understand how special that is. Yeah. Yep. I believe a lot of them do. In case yep. in point, they come and say thank you and they express yes. that to you yep. guys. But yeah, I, I really think like in the same way that we've had members who, I remember we've had some members in the past who never trained at any other gyms. 
their yeah. first gym was Jungle Brothers. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, you know, you can tell that they just think it's just a gym. They don't, they don't recognize anything we do as particularly exceptional. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and you're almost like, man, can you just go and train a fitness first for like a year and then come back? Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know? totally. So, yeah, I, I think it's amazing. Yeah, I think like to us, it just seems like besides it just seeming like it's the right thing to do, like it's the right thing to do, like help your staff to, you know, be better. I mean, we're coaches as well because it's so it's in our nature as in Dylan and I who are managing this group, we're, we're coaches as well. So we like develop Joe from freaking local guy in Botany. It's the same as like with the coaches. So we, Why'd you we, have to call him Joe? Joe Blow. Flow. <laughs> I don't know, man. I just look at you people, as a local people, botany yeah, guy. Yeah, people always pick fucking Joe. <laughs> you know, just an average Joe. What what name can we I'm Fucking run at me, cunt. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Nothing average about this. Shoulder. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but like, so yeah, so, you know, we, we like to see people grow. I don't want like some staff member that's just unhappy and plateauing like that's just yeah that's always kind of on the way out yeah still showing up ticking the box so i think it's in our nature plus it's the right thing to do and i won't even kind of go into that but the other piece is that and it was kind of quite a win for us um this year was um it was an intentional shift to put more time into the coaches because they put back into our business. So um, the more that we can get a buy-in from them and have them successful and happy in this space, the trickle-down effect happens onto our members. In short, that's it. And it came from that book that I read, The Setting the Table book. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because you're always like, customer first, customer first. You know, and it was all that. And it made me change the dialogue about that. And the idea is that you put more effort into them. Um, and, and you can see it's it happen. More like staff first. Staff first. In order for the customer exactly. to be first in a exactly. way. Exactly. That's great. And this idea of basically moving away from, um, I guess, is it service industry? Is that what we are? To an hospitality industry. Because um, that's what we do here in this model of this gym um and that kind of is the gateway for people to do the other exercise stuff so it's just a way that we present the way that we welcome people in and the way that we keep them going is from a hospitality perspective so yeah that that's it's a retention system now that's that's what it is because we've got how many 200 people in here plus you know with all the add-ons it's more than that yeah. PTs and ex-members and kids program, kids program. Yeah. It's it's a lot of people, and we got limited. Just Dylan and I and and Chloe's come onto the team this year as well. It's it's and we've always like struggled with that. So this has worked in the last six months. That's cool. Yeah, um, yeah. Interesting thing that so the conversation I had with my mate earlier today. He was sort of asking about we're having a conversation about what. What, how I got from where I was when I was like a young trainer, whatever, at any time fitness, to say where I am now. It's like a big question, but we're kind of exploring that a bit. Because <clears throat> he's a younger coach earlier in the timeline, and he's like, man, I kind of aspire to do some similar things. What, you know, what were the catalysts? How did it happen? Mm-hmm. And um, it was 
what I think is relevant to what we're talking about now is we were, I was speaking about how like none of us ever set out to create these systems for coaches development or run a gym in a particular way or grow into become whoever we are. Like that wasn't necessarily the intention, but we always had this goal for the business where we wanted to take jungle brothers to the world. And so from the beginning, that kind of goal was actually so big that it required us to constantly upskill as individuals. Mm. So the whole thing was like personal growth and evolution. Mm. And it was like, oh, okay, like in, because you needed that to make the business better and make the business grow. Mm. So it's like, what skill set do we need now that we don't have? All right, let's get that. And it was the, the training thing, the finance thing, the administration thing, communication, public speaking, whatever, all that stuff that collectively we've just been like snowballing along with from, from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And I was reflecting to him on how I don't think any of that would have really happened if we were just working in someone else's gym or mm-hmm. working in someone else's business, film industry being a great point. Mm. Because you, there's, no, there's no driving force for personal growth. You're just essentially an employee. You're just doing the job. Mm. So sure, some individuals might be a bit more passionate about it than others and they might do a bit of study or whatever on the side. But when you're working for someone else, you tend to just kind of tick the boxes, like punch your card and it's done. And so I was like, fuck, I think it was actually the fact that we were building our own thing from scratch that enabled us to sort of become who we are now and ultimately whoever we're going to be. Um, because it was, it, that was an interesting realization because this guy's working at another gym. Yes. And I'm like, well, the, the environment that you're in right now doesn't really demand that you need to evolve. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's true. When I think back, it's, yeah, like we kind of figured out what we wanted to stand for and then we stuck a flag in the, in the, and said, that, yeah, like this is what we're going to do now. And then we kind of like figured out how we could do that. But we had to make the statement, I guess, and, and put it, put it, set that goal and then, and then work towards achieving it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's cool because I, I, I was, this kind of chat was happening, this activity was happening this week with the kids program and I hadn't done it for ages and it was kind of felt weird but we, were, we had this final meeting and I was like, guys, let's, let's talk about, you know, how big we want it to go. And the kids program here has just restarted, you know. And um, it went into this conversation, fast forward, where I was like, fuck it, let's look at properties now. And we went on to look at properties in the local area because, you know, if it grows to a certain size, it has the capacity, it needs its space, it needs its own environment. It really does to really thrive, to be at the dream state. So then this 20 minutes went on to looking at properties and then working backwards, you know, to fit out and numbers and it was kind of like that. And for all of the other stuff that we did, spoke about for the 45 minutes before, this was fucking got everyone flaming. Wow. Flaming. It's like, oh, fuck, it's okay, so you need how many, you know, okay, well, we can have this product. And um, it was just exciting because I hadn't done that and I actually hadn't even allowed myself to think that way about it um all year but i was like yeah that's it's not that hard and i was like okay well this is that you guys need to get to here now you need to tick all these boxes to get to there it was a good little exercise that's cool yeah yeah 
Tell me, um, let's talk about Jungle 5, Doc, because we haven't really given an update on that. And that's been a pretty big move on the part of the Jungle Alliance. Um, it's obviously, you know, it's, it's sort of, it's been like a, a run-in into it. Like we've been, it, it's not, it, we haven't done like, not been the official opening and, and whatnot. Yep. But um, the, for those who don't know, we had our first official ally gym open in Five Dock, which is a suburb here in Sydney. It's like uh, 30 minutes from where we are in Botany. Um, obviously T's gym, Jungle Ballina. But T is one of the founders and owners of Jungle Botany, so for him to open his place, it was it was a, it was a it was that sort of lateral growth, but not like it wasn't a, a unique individual coming to us and going, "Hey, I want to represent your brand." Yeah, yeah. Pedro Garcia, our man, the the leader at Jungle Five Doc, came into the mix and was like, "I want to open a jungle gym. What do I need to do?" And fucking motherfucker got there. The gym's open now. Yeah, official opening next month. And you're going to be doing some coaching there. Yep. Yeah, let's... Where's that at? Yeah. Got to see a Barbosa. Ah, of course, Barbosa in there. Yes. He, um, yeah, he he came along and it was lovely to meet him, man. He's a, he's a really nice guy. It it helped his storyline that this place is around the corner from my house. Uh, I was really stoked to, to help him. He's very fortunate for that. He's, yeah, and it's, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a go-getter and... Um, he committed himself, and yeah, it's it's open as a jungle ally. Um, it, we had a soft opening earlier in December, and you know we got it open. There's our programming in there. There's our philosophies being practiced. Um, we got the hard launch in February fifth, I believe it is, off the top of my head. Come on down if you're in the area. Um, yeah, it was a really fast track thing, but with support from myself and yourself um you know it is open it's quite exciting to have it there i think him being like a unique outside operator coming in we've learned so many fucking lessons in the last few months haven't we We have you know we have i mean it's it's yeah to to speak very openly about that um we were full of apprehension Mm. right because this guy is he's essentially an outsider he's not been a member of our gym he's Mm. not been indoctrinated into our start things like you could take one of our og members and they know the product better than he does mm-hmm. in truth mm. but this guy's like man i got a gym and i bought it and it's an existing brand and i'm not passionate about it and i fucking love what you guys do and i'm willing to do whatever you tell me i got to do mm. to make it one yeah and it's like we spoke about we're like how can we say no to that opportunity like someone with that much drive and belief he's a another dylan mm-hmm. right yeah. that you're like all right like if you want to be that guy let's do it um and that's you know in terms of the support like for us it's that's that's what's going down now is it's like all right he's doing a good job there's things that need to level up more and that's what we're learning all right cool how do we create a system to to teach him that yeah yeah yeah. you know what does that need to look like i think it's i think it's so cool i i you know as a as a protector of our brand and our business as you are yep you always have that apprehension of like, oh fuck, am I am I putting this in the hands of someone that's going to disrespect it? Mm-hmm. And I, you yeah. know, I, you always come back to like, if you if you trust in that person's values and who they are as a human, yeah, you're fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so he he was an outsider, and and for the effect of the story, like it worked well to say that yeah, OG members would know more about the brand than he would. 
But like we obviously spent a lot of time with him and he actually has a lot philosophies and life values that fucking fully aligned with us. He's got the fighting background in Capoeira and he's very active in that area. Very passionate kids coach. Um, and he was, he's got that shift that's happened in him in recent years and he was just figuring out how to fucking, how to express it. it was yeah. like, when he found us, it was basically, you guys are doing what I've been thinking did he show you like his 10 years ahead. Ubuntu business plan? No, he didn't. Asked, well, you know, he probably got enough stuff to deal with, with him, but he shared with me a business plan that he wrote when he finished his um, uh, Cert 4 or Diploma of Fitness, I okay. think, that he did as, at TAFE. And they had to write a business plan. And he wrote one for a gym, you know, that, a future gym called Ubuntu. And... Uh, and I can't remember what it means, but it means something that's very closely related to our philosophy. So cool. And uh, he's, you know, it was, I read, he's like, look at this. And he sat me down and like, you know, made me look at it. And it was fucking Jungle Brothers. <laughs> you know, it was like the combination <clears throat> of all the things. Yeah. He was articulating, you know, and he's like, that's, that's, that's why I'm fucking this. Because I heard, I know what you guys are about and that's what I'm about. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was just, it was cool. That's cool. You know, I don't know about that. I feel like I've seen that word somewhere before. Mm, there's a beach no. town in Sao Paulo called Ubatuba, which is quite popular. Yeah. Okay, I'll have to ask for that. It looks now, like a very good Brazilians word. rolling in their grave. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a cool word. Yeah. You'd never call your business in Australia because everyone would fuck it up way worse than I did. Sounds good. Yeah, it sounds cool. You did it good. Um but yeah. yeah, so, you know, like what a cool crossover, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he was like, I found you guys and great, you know. And, I, and when that statement I made about um, a member having, you know, that, that's not in any way. Or, it's yeah, just, yeah, yeah. It's just the reality of like, fuck, someone's come along that wants in that is meeting this for the first time. Yes. And it's the same with our coaching staff that we kind of have a standard of you need to be a member for three months before mm. you can – be a coach here mm. because you just got to know the shit and the tribe's got to know you and you got to have a place within it before mm -hmm. you stand in front of them and try and lead mm -hmm. you know but sometimes people come along coaches come along where it's like that luxury of time isn't there they want to start now they've got an amazing skill set they seem like the right person let's do it yeah you know and so I, I also think there's nothing wrong with breaking that rule when it's right because uh, I, those opportunities don't come along all the time. You don't meet guys like Pedro, guys like Dylan. Yep. You know, they're right. not, there's not a lot of them. Yep. Yeah. So it's open and um, look, all the work's still ahead of Pedro and us. Um, the foundations have been laid out. We're going into the new year now, into a break and, you know, he's fucking excited as. He's had a crazy kind of month and a half just with his personal life and He's, uh, you know, busy in the capoeira community as well. So we ended up having like all these fucking events and things that are overlapping the opening, the soft launch opening. Huh. But we saw that happening when we were planning for the opening and he was like, nah, let's fucking do it. It's now or never. Um, but yeah, excited for, you know, all, all the things to come next year. Um, we've got the hard launch and it's really, yeah, it's just really nice to have this break setting an annual plan and you know having a little bit of reset and then fucking going hard next year yeah um if you're listening and you're in the inner west go check out jungle5.game there do some classes put the heat on him tell him it's not good enough 
you know, <laughs> right, like just go there and, te- and be part of the gym and check it out. You know, I, I'm keen to get in there. We went in on, I saw you there on their opening day. Yep. And you're obviously going to be over there a couple of mornings a week. I'm there one day a week and I coach a class in the morning and a class in the evening on that day. Beautiful. And then I'm, yeah, I'm there for the day. Beautiful. Um, so on that, uh, let's talk Jungle Alliance. Yeah. We've come to this sort of crux where we're like, we have our piece of software that we built, which is essentially, I've been calling it the Swiss army knife of gym management. Mm. You like that? I do. It can do everything. Um, it's our piece of software that we built that you run your gym through and it's, it's built for the ultimate member experience. They can like engage with the gym through the app and through the kiosk and then your classes are presented through it on the screen with the programming and that whole shit. Does it have the toothpick? It, yeah, the little, yeah, fucking hope it does. It's got the little scissors. Scissors. Yeah, the nice. scissor one is sick. Um, so what we initially did was we called that. We were like, this was my idea. But you're like, what should we call it? Because you were building it. And I'm like, we should call it Jungle Alliance because that's the name of our business and that's mm. what we want to proliferate. Mm. And then it just came to realization recently. It was like, that's a shit name because we're trying to talk about our business, the Jungle Alliance, and also this part, this product within the business that's also called the Jungle Alliance. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. It fucking needs its own identity. Um, so we settled on a new name, Canopy, and we're going through this process with our designer, Johan, which if you don't know Johan, he's been our man. He's designed all of our branding from, not from day one, but the, the recent, like, I don't know what, the last eight years... Yeah. Like pretty much since, since we, we got organized. That's right. <laughs> since we got shit together. It's all been Johan. All of our, you know, Rashi's geese, our logo, our website stuff, our like whatever you see on our limited edition merch comes from him for the most part. And um, he's working on this new canopy piece, which is going to be the name of the platform. I'm actually really excited about it. I love this branding shit so much. I love the branding. It's yeah, exciting. It's, it's such a jerk off in a way. Yeah. <laughs> but, I, you know, you, you get you're doing some admin monotonous stuff and you inbox all the time of your emails and then you get this one. It's like, hey, here's the design briefing. Which one do you like? like yeah. Oh, this is cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed watching that little presentation video that he sent. Um, yeah, it was cool. It's cool. Uh, we love that artistic shit. You know, you don't get to do it a lot these days, but yeah, it's fun. It is nice. Um, but yeah, so I guess like from, from for people listening, it's like, the way we see that is we've got this whole jungle alliance thing that we offer to a potential gym owner, which is open a jungle alliance gym and you get mentorship from us. You get the community of the entire alliance. So all of the other ally gyms, all of their coaching staff, all of the collective knowledge it, through that organized, like collective organization. Um, but you also get some other shit. You get some programming, you get some systems for marketing and sales, like all the stuff we use to run our gym and then you also get this Swiss Army knife, and that's Canopy. And so I think that's going to sit really nicely as like, hey, this is a sick product that we've actually spent a lot of money, over a quarter of a million dollars, would you say? Really? I think it's close to that. Probably. It's, it's, it's got to be, yeah, it's got to be a couple hundred grand. Over a few years. Yeah, over a few years. Huge amount of man hours, largely yourself in that, that initial phase Mm. um i've taken over a little bit of that in recent months Mm -hmm. maybe this last year to an extent but then even so like you're still testing it here in a way and dylan's still testing it like 
there's a huge amount of contribution that's gone towards it. And T2, it. you know, and, yeah. Yeah. And then really all of the all the other ally gyms we have, um, we've got Pedro, we've got HTC down in Hobart uh, and a handful of others that are using it. All of those people are testers as well. Yeah. You know, and so, yeah, to see that, that thing that's actually had a huge amount of resources put towards it, I think it's really cool that it's going to get its own like, its own identity, its own person. Yeah, man. Yeah, totally. I'm, I'm, I love... You, the work that you've been doing in the last six months with it because it's kind of yeah it's it, it's getting a bit of rebranding it's seeing from a, some another set of eyes and yeah i love this idea of kind of redesigning the vanguard piece and stuff like that oh I, i'm excited to see the, like the next few updates well all the updates in the next six months mm. um because yeah it's it's had a good run this year and uh, a lot of the changes that we wanted to make um, have been pending. So, yeah, and now that it gets a fresh look, I don't know why that's almost just like the cherry on top. Yeah. You know, change some of the graphics that were placeholders for the whole year, stuff like that. Like, it's just, it's sweet. Reflecting on that, you, uh, would you like to be a software designer? You're like, oh, I'd like to do that again to build software. Um, Not you didn't build it, but you were like the consult, yeah, to the developers. Is that do you like that was cool? I thought it was definitely a cool thing to do. Um, I don't know if I, I would like to do it for something else. Yeah, I would definitely do it. It'd probably have to be the right thing, you know. It has yeah. to be exciting enough. Um, I wouldn't want to just... As the UFC fighters say, it needs to make sense. needs to make sense. Yeah, it needs to make sense. Whether I'm going to take that guy or not. Yeah, it needs to make sense. Like, it's got to be something exciting, probably something that's new, you know? It's a... It, I mean, I, I... Yeah, I'm kind of the same, but it's definitely a way bigger job than you think it's going to yeah. be on the set out. Dude, you've been doing the whole fucking thing with Bulletproof all over again. Yeah. You know, so you're right in there as well. Bro, and it's so <clears throat> finicky and nitpicky, and that's what you have to do. Ah, uh, this little thing here when I press that, and yep. like it's yeah, I I, I kind of like it because you're like polishing this thing. Yes, yeah. But it's also it's just also a huge body of yeah. work. I, I think it would be it would probably the experience of it all would have been so much better had you done a UX you freaking course. Yeah, because I think that. People have been doing this for some decades now and if you had a good framework on how to do it and you did it all in order, it's much more organised, it, it probably would be a lot easier to approach. That makes sense. Mm. I'd, I'd be interested in doing a course like that, even in hindsight, because we're going to be working on this forever. It's true. Yeah, it's a beast that will require feeding mm-hmm. forevermore. Um, let's wrap it up, bro. Whoa. What's the deal? You're going to be in Sydney over this little piece? Yeah, I will. <clears throat> You're taking some time off from the gym, I take it? Yep, yep. Just in the gooch there between Christmas and... Just in the gooch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really trying to lay that down in popular culture. I like it. It's the gooch or the Gucci. Uh, it's, yeah, I'm, I'll be around. Um, you know, family things. We've got the big one at our place at Five Dock tomorrow. Oh. Um, the Christmas Eve, that's Kate's uh, yes. friends. Got, yep. That's a big lunch. I've just, this morning I've been picking up glasses high glasses and stuff champagne flutes oh shit um like how many people uh 20 
Maybe Yeah it's the fucking house would be fucking Yeah right. there's like 16 kids mm-hmm. Yeah no man I'm, 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 I'm On top of the 20 Or that's part something of Something like that Wow Yeah Yeah I think Yeah I, I don't really know all I've got 36 champagne flutes, <laughs> 36 tumblers and yeah. Yeah. So that's that's tomorrow. And then we got yeah, family stuff, Christmas Day, Boxing Day, bit of time off, and then yeah, New Year's. I'll be around. Be around hanging out with the kids. Hopefully there's a few days with sun, like, you know, you don't know what Sydney's gonna do these days. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. How about you? Bro, I'm mad. Uh not yeah, not too different. Nothing on Christmas Eve. But uh, we got like a we're doing a breakfast at our place on Christmas Day. Just just us and our neighbour. Yep, Margaret Marg, who's Marg. a legend. Yeah, she's 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 been in the hood for a long time, and she's really <laughs> taken. She's been love. Yeah, you know, she took to us when we moved in. But she's really taken to Leo. Uh-huh. He, he goes around over there, walks up into her place, goes into her house. Cool. She shows him around, gives him toys and shit. Um, but we've invited her over. She's alone, so she's going to come over and have Chrissy breakfast with us. And then we're going to go down to mum and dad's who are on the south coast, uh, like at lunchtime, and then we'll spend a few days down there. Wicked. So, yeah, I'll be on the south coast, probably catch up with Will, Will Grant. Mad. Do some jits maybe, do some maybe, I don't know, take the kids to the park or something. I like to get a little bit of training in down there while I can. Perfect. Yeah, and then, uh, and then I'll be back before New Year's where hopefully we'll catch up. Picnic, man. Picnic, brah. That's the talk. Let's do it. Yep. Yeah, I'm keen. Get the seafood. Fucking the cold cuts, cheeses. Oh, man. Baby. Keen as. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, have a good Christmas. You too. To the fam listening, thank you guys. It's been an awesome year. We appreciate all of you that, that tune into the show. I get to touch base with some of you every now and again, and I, um, I'm, I'm really stoked that – or we're really stoked that, that you guys listen to it and you get something from these conversations. It means a lot to us. Have some big plans for the show coming into the new year. Um, one little update is that uh, we've been putting all of our episodes onto YouTube, uh, starting from episode one. They're not videos, though, because we don't record it. They're just It's just like an audio with some graphics. Mm. So whatever, if you're at home and you would rather listen to it at a, in, a, in a different format, you can find us all. It's on the Jungle Alliance YouTube page. Hook that up. Uh, but, yeah, some more shit coming on the show for next year. Uh, we'll see you guys then. Be safe. Stay hard. See ya. See ya.